welcome to the Breaking Wax Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Breaking Wax Podcast. This week we have Zane, also known as South Park Cards 2, on Instagram. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Good. Thank you for having me. Thank, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Um, so, man, there's been a lot of, it seems like there's a lot of drama lately in the, in the card card or the hobby um the biggest thing i think wasn't the shine story uh to me i don't know if you've heard like to me my whole take the whole time was uh that shine maybe he didn't know it was fake right away but i I felt like logan paul knew it was fake and it was just a a marketing opportunity for him um i think his youtube video just further proves my point with that because the beginning of that video he says you know i just lost 3.5 million dollars on a pokemon case buy my drink what was your take on that um, I don't think, because the energy drink, I mean, you don't make an energy drink and get approved by the FDA, and the time he bought the Pokemon case, uh, they had that drink announced long in advance. I definitely right. think Logan didn't buy it thinking it was fake, because the year before he bought a first edition box for $275,000, that was fake. So Logan is just a guy with a lot of money who has no idea what he's doing and he's really good at buying fake shit. So, and I think, I think Mealy Pops, like people, here's my take on now that it's like, like kind of past, like people forgiving Mealy Pops in any card exchange, like making that video about like forgiveness and all that shit. Like that's the, can I curse? And also I say like too much. So uh, if I say like, like, yeah tell me to shut up but mealy pops when people are making videos and forgiving him because he paid him back that sets the precedent that it's okay to scam as long as you pay the person back mealy pops is a so-called pokemon expert he's not a sports card expert he's a pokemon expert of 30 plus years or 20 year 20 plus years excuse me so like he knew the case was fake everything about that case was fake it was the most obvious forgery ever Right. right. I mean, so, the, the tape was wrong. The label ink was wrong. Everything about it, the case was, every, everything about a cardboard box, as funny as it sounds, was wrong. There was nothing right about it. And this Pokemon right. expert of 20 years didn't know. I mean, that's like if you give me a fake top Steph Curry rookie, a reprint or something, with a right. different font, and I sell 10 of them to a kid for $20,000. And the kid finds out that it's fake, and I only refund him after. Like, come on now, what are we doing here? The guy's a Pokemon expert. So I, I'm relatively new to the hobby again. You know, the last three years. So is that so? Mealy Pops is known as being a Pokemon expert. That I didn't know. I just know he had a card shop in Gainesville. But yeah, he's a Pokemon guy through and through. Okay, I met him before at the national. I mean, he was a nice guy to me, but. I, I mean, people say he scammed them at the Dallas Card Show. This and that, I got DMs. Um, I'm not going to name drop who told me stuff. But, yeah, he's had some issues in the past, too. But I just don't understand this whole, like, Me Too movement where everyone comes out of the woodworks saying, oh, Mealy Pops did this to me. Mealy Pops did this to that person. It's like, well, maybe the domino effect could have been avoided if you weren't such a baby back bitch and waited five years to call the guy out. Like, this all could have been avoided if you – you know, people maybe knew to avoid the guy in the first place. So I don't really get yeah. this whole so, same with Kahuna in his defense. Like 
everyone's coming out saying, oh, Kahuna was so sketchy, this and that. Well, you know, maybe it would have been good to know that beforehand, right? right. It's right. like when Norm MacDonald died. Um, so he looked at you funny 30 years ago. Okay. No, like, where was this 30 years ago, right? Right. Yeah, no, and that's, I thought that was interesting, too, when all this broke out is the amount of uh, messages or stories I saw of people saying, like, oh, these people have always been scammers or um, they're always doing shady stuff. And I'm like, damn, it, it would have been nice if someone told me that before this happened. So I agree with you on that front, 100%. Um, I, like me personally, I've never had a bad interaction with uh, Jamil or anyone over at Mealy Pops. Um, Card Kahuna, I, wasn't, I met him at the Collector Con, the first one this past summer, and I wasn't a real big fan of just uh, how he was treating the people working with him there. Um, and then also, like, he was, like, uh, yelling and screaming at this guy for not setting up the cards the way he wanted them set up in the case, which I thought was super weird. Uh, and then uh, it, was just a, it was just a bad um, negotiation with him because I had a card he wanted that I wanted to get rid of, but then uh, – he, you know, he was just trying to pull a fast one on me, trying to give me garbage for what I had, um, trying to make it seem like it was a better deal than what it was. You know what I mean? Like, uh, mm -hmm. so it was just like, I was like, yeah, I'm over it. And then, you know, I said this well, on my other podcast. What's that? No, I was going to say, yeah. I mean, that's like all the stories about him, like agreeing to deals with people and they fly out and then they make him renegotiate the deal once the people are already there. Or right. he makes them cancel their flights last second. That's kind of... Yeah, and I don't know him either, but a lot of a lot of people um, in the Northeast or that New York, Connecticut, the tri-state area, um, have been saying a lot of stuff about him. But I, I mean, he didn't like close his account or anything. But he's not making any statements or any saying anything, and I doubt he does. Are you well, are so, you going to nationals this year? Um, see, that's a tough one. Like Atlantic City, man, that's just Atlantic City, you know. Mm. Especially for me, because it's far. It's literally opposite side of the country. Right, right. So, in I'm in California, yeah. So, if I even went there, I'd have to go to, like, the hellhole known as Philadelphia or some other place. Because they right. don't have any direct flights for the most part. And, uh, especially the way the hobby's going. For me, it's like, you know, I can just save two, $3,000 and, uh, you know, uh, sell cards on eBay. Instagram yep. platforms, whatnot, because I don't really need to meet people I don't really care for, for the most part. I've yep. met everyone except for maybe a handful of people that, like, I actually want to meet, and I don't know if those people are going to nationals, and especially the way the hobby is going, I'm not sure if there's going to be high demand for uh, Atlantic City during July. Um, right. Yeah, and, like, I go to, like, local shows and stuff. Uh I went to the Fairfield show, the biggest show in California, uh, with, I'm not going to, you know, Austin, NorCal Graphs, yep. and Daniel Dayawan. Yeah. I uh, went with them. That was fun for two days. So, if there's any yeah. good West Coast shows, maybe, but. Yeah, National's tough. Like, I didn't, I didn't go to Chicago because I was away for work, and then, uh. The last two shows I went to, it's, it's been pretty lame. Like, uh, I'm not, I'm not interested in the theatrics of the people breaking um, and overhyping garbage. I, t I told Brandon and uh, a group of guys, and I just say Brandon because I know you know him. Um, the group of guys that we're all friends with in real life, if they want to go and make it a 
you know, like a guy's trip. We'll go gamble, hang out, maybe go to the city, um, watch a baseball game or something. I'd be more interested in that, but I could go to the national for like a day, maybe look for a card or two I'm interested in. And that's about it. I have no desire to sit at a table and hang out for three or four days at all. Yeah. Well, especially too, cause, uh, Atlantic city, like they're pretty, uh, Gestapo with the COVID restrictions. So I'm not really down with that either. You know, yeah. I don't want to walk around wearing a mask in a convention center with, 20,000 people for five hours a day, but I digress. Um, right, 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 right. What was the other point I was going to bring up? Um, oh, so I, when I went to the National as a wee young lad a few years ago, um, it was totally different. Uh, the card market and everything, like, you probably could find Prism Silvers for a dollar of rookies in dollar boxes, and bargain bins were bargain bins, right? This was right. – I want to say it was – Chicago, was Chicago 2018 or 17? Do you know? I don't. I know it was this past summer. Yeah. Well, I went to the one, whatever. It was 2017 or 18. And it was was fun. You obviously got better deals at trade nights because, you know, showcase prices were insane back then, even at shows. So that's why I'm in no real rush to go to one now because I can't imagine what people are asking in today's, you know, current climate and market especially 10 months from now, if the market continues to dip. I mean, last national, you know, everyone was up huge. and I, mean, I heard prices were still insane. I can't imagine people being uh, willing to sell at losing 10 to 20%. And then you add showcase prices on top of that. Yeah. To me, to me, it's weird. Like, um, like I went to both collector con shows to hang out with my buddies. And like, I, if I'm there, I, I, I sell at, below ebay because i could care less like i don't have to ship it i don't have to deal with ebay i can just move it right there and be done with it so i i always take that man mentality if i'm bringing it i want to get rid of it um but yeah people are charging a premium at the show and they're not trying to even come down on price which is crazy to me because then what's the point of doing it I, i could do that from my instagram account and not have to deal with any of the bs of being around people i don't want to be around yeah, like at the Fairfield show, I brought a hundred dollars in change and a bunch of junk slabs, and I left with like eight grand, which was pretty nice. Because, I mean, I basically subbed every card under the sun for ten to twelve dollars for a year and a half. So as long as I'm right. selling them for fifteen or more, even if I sell them for ten, the bigger cards and the subs pay for everything. So yeah. a lot of these people, unfortunately, paid. 50 or 60 dollars for a prison base and then paid for the grading i uh i i literally just subbed what i had or if i uh broke the boxes back like when prison boxes were still like 50 bucks yeah hobby boxes in 2015 14 13 12 uh and i just subbed all that stuff like i would sub everything of any decent player yeah rookies all-stars and stuff so what so let me ask you i know you're younger than me by quite a bit but like you've been in the hobby your whole life like have you been collecting since you're a little kid yeah i started when i was like four or five um i got my first card because my mom she worked in the lakers organization um okay as an assistant to uh i think he was an executive at the time and then he became the head coach and then he moved to that? Miami Heat. I don't want to name drop. People on Instagram are fucking weird. 
Okay. They're probably like, yeah. He's, he's not in Yeah. And then uh, he moved to the Miami Heat, and he won a ring. He, I want to say, like, early 2000s. So he, my first ever card was a Dwayne Wade Fleer Tradition uh, Family Edition card. PSA refused to slab it, by the way. Um, I don't know why that was. They said they had no information on it, even though I put a Family Edition card. But I digress. And then he kind of would just give me memorabilia. Or he'd give it to my mom, and then she'd give it to me. And nice. Yeah. And then my LCS was the bullpen. I It was... You don't know where it would be. Um, in its That's original right. spot, it was about like three blocks from my school. And if I did good on like the spelling test or multiplication test, I could buy a quarter Trace McGrady cards, and then that digress or evolved into packs when packs were still cheap, like five dollar packs. SPX. Do you still go to bullpen? No, I don't live in LA. Okay. Where are you at in California? I moved when I was 15. I'm in Northern California. Kind of Bay Area. Oh, in the Bay Area. Nice. Yeah. It's nice there, though. I went there for work for like two weeks. It was pretty nice. I mean, this was all pre-COVID, of course. But um, what uh, are you in school now or are you out of school? I'm in school. Okay. What? Going to school for anything interesting? Political science. Okay. I argue with people on Twitter for free, so I might as well make some money out of it. I was going to say, yeah. Um, so let me let me ask you this: since you're one of the few people that take advantage of when you could slab stuff for cheap, and I did too. I mean, I got I got back into it a lot later than you did. What What do you think is going to be the the effect or the aftermath of all these um, hundred dollar base cards getting graded for two hundred dollars or a hundred dollars? Um, where do you think that's going to take the hobby? in the next, we'll say, two to five years. What do you mean about grading $100 base cards for $200? So, so, so you mentioned grading cheap cards, right, for cheap, right, 7 to $10, mm-hmm. and then being able to get a good return on that because you graded cheap cards for so cheap. What do you think is going to happen now when all these cards and PSA um, clears their backlog, right, and we have just a million base PSA 10s of everything out there? What do you think that's going to do to the hobby? I I think you're already seeing it. Like, I think when you look at the market, like the market trends of the past, yep. it's the boom. So it exploded in March 2020. And when you look when PSA return times were, they were returning in November to January. So you yep. submitted in early 2020. You got your subs back by the end of the year. And everyone sold all their junk. They ran up the high-end market in early 2021. And then it tanked, not maybe not tanked if you bought like the right players, but you yeah. know, the Kobe's, the Jordans, LeBron, Chrome's, G off, you're a fucking idiot for what you paid for those cards. Um, so like it lines up. So everyone sold their base, ran up the high end market, and now they're kind of panicking. And now I think what's going to happen with vintage is everyone thinks vintage is the safe bet. So now everyone's buying vintage and they're going to run up that market. Yep. And I think the same thing is going to happen to them. I know I didn't answer your question at all, but I think, like, the cards are going to be used as coasters. Right. Because, like, at right. the end of the day, who the fuck wants a Brandon Clark PSA 9? No one. And I think a lot of these people don't realize even the star players from this generation are going to be irrelevant. 
Like, when was the last time someone ever asked for a Joe Johnson card? That guy is one of 65 players in NBA history to make, like, seven All-Star teams. Yep. Al Horford, Paul Millsap, all these guys are, like, five-time All-Stars. Well, I mean, Only... you could even – you could say, like, even, like, Russell Westbrook, who's getting a completely bad rap lately. But, I mean, the guy averaged a triple-double for a season and was league MVP. And I don't think his cards are worth anything. Yeah. He, no, he sells pretty well just because he was in that kind of, like, end of an era. Right. Last year, UD Black. He has some diehard collectors. But I know what you mean. Like, he doesn't sell for what he should. Mm -mm. Nowhere near, I don't think. I I think it's tough. Like, um, so you think high end is going to come down or just keep staying high? I think it depends who it is and what it is. It's such a broad term, high end. Right. So it's like when high end dipped – I say that, I mean, like, the 86 clear Jordan, the LeBron Chromes, and yep. the Kobe stuff. But, like, if you looked at the market, like, Jokic went up a lot. Um, Brady stuff went up. So, I think it just comes down to, like, if you buy the right players. I know I mentioned Jokic twice. Like, I think he's a horrible investment long term. I forgot who it was. I think Sports Card Nonsense. I saw their Instagram post, and they said, like, he's a great long-term investment, and they're buying him up. Like, no one gives a fuck about Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan doesn't nope. sell for shit. Big Dirk Nowitzki sell. doesn't sell for shit. Like, if Dirk Nowitzki, Cobb's Chrome Base are cheaper than Jokic now, what makes you think that Jokic is going to be anything significant in 15, 20 years? Like, even well, Kevin Garnett. Like, yep. No, Kevin no Garnett sells for, for, for dollars, not hundreds, just dollars. And, I mean, even if uh, – I would say the most modern, most popular big man in the modern era, like Shaquille O'Neal, his stuff sells okay, but nowhere near anybody else, and nobody cares. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, big men don't ever sell. Um, you're right, and it doesn't matter how popular they were when they were playing, but, like, I can't even think of a big man now I would even invest in. And Jokic did have a huge increase, like you're saying, but, like, at the end of the day – But it was adjusted because he, he was too cheap, right. like – the whole thing, too, is, like, you got to be exciting to watch. Jokic is, like, North Korean torture. Like, it's hard to watch that guy play. The Nuggets have the worst pace in the NBA because of Jokic. Like, there's a reason John Morant is so popular. It's not because he's a better player than Jokic. It's because at the end of the day, when you work a 9-to-5 or you go to school, I'm not trying to watch Nikola Jokic dribble down court, set a half ass screen into a post-fade, on like DeAndre Jordan or whoever right. sorry sack of shit centers are in the NBA at this point. Right? right. You don't need it, to, you don't want to watch him work it from the elbow down. I want to be entertained. I don't right. want to watch Jeff Green go back door and Jokic do a nice pass. Like that's not entertaining. That's senior citizen basketball at the local restaurant. Well not only that, like uh the Nuggets are winning, but they haven't even come close to actually winning anything. So it doesn't help his case either. Especially if they never win a championship, which I doubt they will. It's not. It's not going to help his case. Um, it's not going to help as a collector. And then, like you already pointed out, if people don't collect Tim Duncan or invest in him, why would you ever invest in Jokic? I mean, that was a great point. So uh, I do. I know you. You post. Um, you're pretty vocal about the things you don't like or like on Instagram. Um, you'd mentioned in the, in the pre-show, we were just kind of talking about the Mark's card stuff. I know it's been beat to death, but, uh, 
what, what's your take on the whole Marks cards thing? Um, I just, I, yeah, go ahead. I, I, um, I knew about it before it was posted and stuff. It was just one of those things where it wasn't my place to post about it. Right. And I had this like guilty conscience because like I knew friends who had cards with them, but do I really like, because it was trying to get resolved behind the scenes for a while. Right. It's yeah. like, you see the effect it's having now. So it's like, you know, do you tell and create this nuke to come out or do you uh, hope it gets resolved behind the scenes and no one knows? Because now you're looking at the result. But the whole problem was so much misinformation because everyone has a story right. that's like 25% of the truth. Because everyone who doesn't know wants to be the most vocal about it. Yep. So, so let me let me ask you. I this, talked though. to him on the phone for forty minutes. I talked to other people involved personally on the phone that were involved in like sports card radio. He's the biggest dingus in the world. This whole card porn fraud, Wani, uh, he paid off by Geoff. Besides the point. Um, why making posts? Why do people use group subs? Like, there's this whole. I hate using the word misinformation. But, like, there's this whole sector of retards in the hobby that, like, make these, like, long, like, in-depth paragraphs. And they think they're, like, Christopher Columbus finding the new world. Like, they think they're making – and it's, like, two minutes of Google searching could disprove this post. Why do people use group servers? Um, I think someone said, oh, they don't trust it. Is it worth saving a few bucks? Group subbing in order to get approved as a preferred dealer, full background checks, credit report, uh, credit score, everything. You need personal vouchers. Um, the save a few bucks. If you were to make a PSA account and two years ago and do bulk, your cheapest option was $50. But if you logged on to a group subbers account, ultra modern bulk was $12.50 and modern was $7.50. Right. So. Even if these marks cards people have to double pay, they're saving ten to fifteen dollars a card versus what they'd have to pay if they sent it on their own. If they double paid his markup, that, so uh, there's this whole. Yeah, I, I I've had enough. Like I don't I don't follow the card porn Instagram account. I thought that post was he's a uh, fraud. Well, I, that post to me just showed how out of touch with the hobby he is, or not at all. He's not um, in the hobby though. Right, he is exactly. kind of. But he basically, he's owner of food porn. He just reposts other people's shit. He basically just found a niche where he could maybe profit somewhat. He doesn't post about PSA because he collects high-grade PSA cards. Um, Geoff, sports car investor. Yes, I know it's Jeff, but it's with a G, so I say it how it's spelled. Right. He made a post saying no beef with a picture of him holding meat. He tagged card porn, untagged him five minutes later. Card porn never posts about him, but he posts about every – low-hanging fruit, HDA, all these other people. It's so obvious there's collusion there. He has a black and white list of who he can and can't post about. I mean, I can go on and on, but I'm not because I don't want to make it about him. No, I just, I think, you know, there's a lot of good reasons to to submit with the group server. I mean, like you said, the discount alone was worth it for a lot of people. I mean, for me, you know, I, I have a full-time job. I was finishing up school there for a while i have a a clothing company with some friends um i have kids 
so my my time is is worth it for me to send it to someone and let them deal with all the the little well, details. Well, not even that. It. They make it. They 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 always leave out the facts. They never mention the background checks. They never mention the credit reports. Mm-hmm. They purposely leave out stuff like that. Right. And it's not because they're dumb. It's because it doesn't fit their narrative. They don't want well, look, you to know that because it doesn't give their argument ammunition, right? Right. No, and I don't think, like, I don't know the whole story either. You know, me and Brandon just speculated on everything last week, um, just based off of the little things that we'd been hearing. But I, but you brought up an interesting point for me. Like, um, at the beginning, we talked about how the stuff with Logan Paul, the Marks, or not Marks, excuse me, the Kahuna, Mealy Pops and all that stuff and how people were bringing up stuff that happened years ago. Um, but if you knew about this and I'm only asking you this now, cause you said you knew about it. Like what, like you don't think it would have been beneficial to just post it and let people know what was going on. That's been my whole thing. Is that like, well, I knew you're, about you're not, it. I knew you're not about the it. first person. You're not the first person that said they knew about it before everything kind of blew up. And to me, like with a uh, card collector to post it because other yeah. people could get fired from their jobs. And I didn't want that. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I just feel like and it was. It was all. I was also told not to post it because Marks told me he was going to come out with something, which didn't happen. Yeah. Right? So that's no. And I texted Marks. Um, I was. And, he uh, called me and we talked for forty minutes. And I just want to put it on the record: people saying he's a scammer and stuff, or he like obviously like what he yeah, it's probably scamming, right? But he didn't purposely put himself in the situation, but he did, right? Like this wasn't right. his goal. Right, no. like there seems to be this like again the the sped police. Like they I don't think it was out, uh, like his intention was. So what happened? I don't think was, that was ever his intention. So right? what happened basically was he was doing thirty plus thousand cards a month, right? Yep. He had twelve employees, most of them family members, grossly overpaying him. Grossly, he told me he was paying some seventy thousand a year salary, just sorters and working at his shop. Seventy thousand a year. For do, PSA subbing, that's insane, right? But uh, yeah. he wanted to he wanted to treat his employees right, which is, I you know applaud that. A lot of employers don't. And when PSA bulk closed down, he kept them on because he thought wrong that they were going to open it up sooner than later, and he kept paying his employees till the well ran dry, and traveling to shows, all that caught up to him. That's basically in the simplest form what it is um right but i think at the end of the day um oh, when, I, that, he, when the he, well runs dry and you have to use but other he should have never money, been spending the money in the first place that's, that's the problem yep and that's he, it and that's because a, that's when the you point pay him when you pay him the 16 dollars or whatever they say the the bulk subbing when you pay him the 16 dollars and his cost is 10 11 12 whatever it was right he should have understood you can buy hookers and Coke with that 4 or $5 you make, but the $12 you get, that's not your money. No. And that's, that is, no matter what the situation was, the moment that happened, he was in the wrong, right? So all that other right. stuff, all that other stuff doesn't matter. I hear what you're saying and I understand, but the moment he spent someone else's no, money. No, I'm agreeing that, with you. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. No, no, I know. Happened. Yeah, right. And the moment that he used somebody else's money that, for something that it wasn't intended shop, for. Because right. he thought the shop would generate additional revenue. Right. Which I thought, like, I've, I've gone in their lives and I never really see that many people in there. Well, the shop closed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about before. 
yeah. Well, he bought but, resale wax with the bullpen. Uh, but yeah, the situation's fucked because he did every big show, every Vegas, Miami, Dallas, Arizona. He I did think PSA he was in Tampa. Bullpen, Jaspies, Mount Everybody. Mike's. Yep. I mean, he did uh, Card Collector 2 Shop, right? That came out last week. Um, well, n- n- no, not really. I'm talking about when he did these shops. It right. was his name. It wasn't subcontracting mm. un- under the table. Yeah, I wonder how many other people did the subcontracting, though. A lot of people. Well, here's another problem. So, fuck, it's going to make it sound like I'm defending him. I'm not, but, like, people just... No, no, I know so, you're not. I'm just, I'm agreeing no, with I know, you. But I'm just I, trying to emphasize You have an IQ above 12. Unfortunately, you know, we're on Instagram. There these people yeah. are. So, he, so, a compiling issue. So, he owns... I'm not going to say the number, but he owes PSA a fuck ton of money, right? And we know he owes Ryan money. But right. the problem was he grew so big so fast, he was drilling water from every well possible. So a lot right. of the sneaker people and influencers who got into cards, they're defaulting on their subs. So he yeah. owes PSA only what grades are done now, right? People don't understand right. that. The cards that are raw and all that stuff, that he's not being charged for that because they charge you when your stuff's done. Yeah. So no, he, he just owes those people whatever they paid him, but not an additional. Right, PSA, right, right. Unless so, it's like, graded, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. So – Gems only. Um, he owes him sixty thousand dollars. The guy who's like running scam group subs, he owes him sixty thousand dollars. He refuses to pay. Uh, an influencer who's like a professional dunker, verified right. account with like fifty. He owes him sixty thousand dollars. Kickstradamus, that sneaker guy who has fake yep. followers, he owes him. Um, I want to say fifty plus thousand dollars. So it's a compiling issue of. He owes PSA six figures, Ryan six or well, PSA a lot six figure high mid high six figures. I mean, gosh, Ryan. So then you have that in addition to people defaulting on their subs because these people were pay when pop. Right. These people weren't pay up front. He so took good Thomas, faith with them. Right. Yeah. So it's a, so when their stuff's done, he has their cards, but he he could sell it after ten days legally. For some reason, he's refusing to because his lawyers you know he needs new lawyers but he's bankrupt that you know right that's, yeah that was that's, that's what he texted me. that's what he texted me when i was like but hey, i take it with you? a grain of salt there's some truth there's some lies he told me um there's always three sides of every story i mean that's just a fact of the matter um the the pro you know i'm surprised that the, that amount of people owe him that much money and i, I think the rumors the rumors I've been hearing is anywhere from 60 to a hundred thousand cards, which that would put it over a million dollars anyways. Um, and uh, it's last... well over that. He, I'll say he, when he was on the phone with me, he was pretty transparent. He texted me sheets and, you know, I, you know, I subbed a few thousand cards at them before shit went North. And I used right. my, you know, good friend, level up subs, Bernard, Bernie, a plus, a plus, plus, plus business. So anyway, so he sent me his monthly intake, and he was doing 20 to 25 up until August, November 2020, and then early 2021. I mean, I think March 2021, he did 30,500. So he was, yeah, he was insane numbers. So what is uh? How do you know Bernie through IG or do you know him personally? Oh, 
I know Bernie through IG. He used to hate me. I was a little shit on Instagram as a kid. I've been on Instagram since like I was 2013. Right. Oh God, maybe 2014. So I was 13 or 14. Yeah, he used to block me. Yeah, or he, he had me blocked. Cause... So what what happened to your other Instagram account? Oh, it got it got deleted. Oh, by the way, he didn't, or... we didn't block each other for anything bad. I just disagreed with the money rising at the time, like basically casinos. And I had a friend who was affected by it, and he basically had to sell or he yeah he had to sell his collection because he went in debt. Right. Of it, so we had a disagreement there, but you know, and I also was man. I just want to say, sports card radio gets in trouble for saying stuff. Man, Instagram four or five years ago, that was the wild wild west for people. People would. When Instagram Live first came out, too, people would go insane on there. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, there's a lot of police in these days, uh, whether you agree or disagree. And then there's also a lot of uh, people jump on the bandwagon of stuff as being righteous. And I, I always feel like you should be careful getting online or on a social or public platform being so righteous if you're not so righteous. Um but it is what it is. But Bernie, though, um, you sub with him now? Yeah, all my cards go to him. Yeah, I've never sent anything through him yet. We talk on Instagram. I've sent yeah. stuff through um, Sports Cards Mafia, but I I, I told Bernie I'm going to send some cards through him. I, I got some bigger Bowman Chrome cards I want to send, and I'll send them to him. Support Let him work his magic. Yeah, he's a vet, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely send him some his way for sure then. Um, but why did your account get banned? Do you know? Did you delete yeah, it? Yeah, no, I know. Instagram no, fuck no, it? I didn't delete it. I had, I had 3,000 posts since 2014. All my cards are gone that yeah. I didn't save because I got a new phone. And I didn't save it to, like, Google Photos or anything. Right. Uh, I basically would go through G-Offs. Yeah, G-Offs, buy, sell videos months after he posted them and show how much the cards were down. And I okay. think I called him a fraud. And then my page got mass reported for bullying and harassment. Uh, sad, sad tale. Was yeah. that so? So was that your account that was posting? I mean, you kind of already alluded to it, I guess, but that was posting. No, I before. called him a fraud. I didn't say that was the page that came out a month ago. That wasn't yeah. my main page. But that so the, I I thought those videos were great and. Uh, no, I posts. wasn't posting those videos. I was posting Instagram stories. Oh, I got you. I wonder who yeah. that whoever was making those videos. Oh, that was that, me. You know? Oh, it was you. Me and two other people, yeah. Um, <laughs> those are great. They're factual to the two point. People, yeah, two people came to me, and they were kind of sick of his shit. I don't know if they got burned or whatever. I'm not going to say his name. Um, oh, fuck. I'll say we're one of them. One of them lives in Ohio, and the other is kind of, I think, Florida or somewhere. But, um... I basically just told him where to look. I uh, helped him with the spreadsheet and do all the photos and stuff. And yeah, right. that that worked good. But that page got deleted too. So oh well. So I, but that to me that that wasn't bullying. It was the that fastest was... growing Instagram page in sports card history, by the way. Twelve hundred followers in four days. Just throwing I don't, out there. I don't. I don't understand why something like that gets taken down because he's putting stuff out on social media. He's putting out he, information, and you guys are just taking the page that information. Was, he claimed the page was um, impersonating him. I think. Oh my gosh. Um, I didn't see. I didn't see why the account was deleted because three people were logged in. So, 
all I got was the you've been logged out thing. Right. Kind of thing. Because whoever was on when it was deleted, that's when it went down. Um, and I didn't have the email, so I couldn't see the email either. So I assume because we were threatened with a lawsuit, obviously, he claimed that we were using his um, intellectual, intellectual property. property. Which yeah, I don't. I think uh, if you guys, not that you probably cared that much, but I think if you got a lawyer, you probably yeah. could have fought that. Just because it's like anything. It's a YouTube video, right? What is the NBA going to sue everyone posting like YouTube highlights on Twitter and stuff? No, they're not. Just like, but that's why the NBA he's, a, he's, a, a, scam he's a public figure. When you become exactly, yeah. But I mean, exactly. I mean, I'll say this: we were before the page got deleted. Is he a public figure though? I, I just have a little. He has a hundred thousand followers on YouTube. Yes, he is. Uh, um, I think he. We were offered ten thousand dollars in crypto and access to a big account IG lawyers. If oh, to really? keep the page going, yeah, I turned it down though. I didn't want to be involved because then that makes us no better than him. Right. Um, the lawyer yeah, would have been fine. Yeah, but I don't want ten. Well, I do want well, ten thousand dollars, but. Because then it becomes murky water. Like we're accepting yeah. money for. Uh, well, what if it was like you guys take donations to keep the page going, and uh, no, uh, because any it, potential legal risks. Because then you go down the carport route. Uh, you go down the route of this who's guy's back in you or paying you. Yeah, I don't want to be involved in that. Yeah, that makes sense. Looking back, like ten thousand dollars, like yeah, but or it wasn't nah. ten. It would have been thirty. Ten thousand, ten ten thousand is not enough to uh, potentially have your uh, integrity compromised. Not that it would have been, but just the perception of it. You know what I mean? Well, no one would have known. Right. Well, somebody would have known. That's how the internet works. You know that somebody would have said something. That's something. I don't even have a crypto wallet, so that's another problem. <laughs> I don't either. I, I mean, I have crypto, and I don't have a wallet. It is what it is. Well, I do, but I have. Um... Like Robinhood, I don't have a Coinbase or whatever that is. Right. Oh, good. I'll send you my link, and we we'll both get ten dollars for free. <laughs> I made fifty dollars on Dogecoin and deleted the app. I, mean, I don't do stock market, stock market, and all that shit. It's it's basically a way for the mega elites to. It's it's like monopoly. I don't I don't believe in it. See yeah. how much the shit dipped. It's so, a trap. You can make money, but odds are, I mean. Yeah. No, you can you can make money, right? But it takes money to make money. So if you have a lot of disposable income and you want to sit there and watch it, you can make a, a lot of money. But man, so even with buy Jordan, buy sports cards. But even, that's <laughs> like uh, even with the sports cards, though. Even with everything on the okay. downward turn or a correction, you still have a better ROI on sports cards than you do the stock market. I don't care who you are. So, I'm still so. a boomer. I like like if you just buy precious metals, I think that's like the safest bet. <laughs> so you're all in on silver then? Disposable precious know. metals? I think any precious metal. Anything that anything that can be used if shit goes sideways, right? Like hypothetically, like if shit went sideways and you didn't have access to the internet, your bitcoin's worthless. But if shit went sideways and you had silver or you had exchangeable goods, canned goods, fruits, veggies, canned, you know, yeah. say the power went out, you know, stuff like that. I think if we got to the point in society where we're bargaining for stuff, we're going to have bigger issues than trying to trade uh, some canned goods for stuff. Well, 
are we going to war with Russia? So back to cards. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know. I don't do politics. I told you that. Um, I, I'm trying to think what else. So you, you mentioned you don't, you don't care about baseball, but today was, I mean, significant news about the hall of fame. I guess it's not significant, but to me, the bigger news is, um, like, I, I don't have a dog in the race, but like, how is Roger Clemens not in it? Same reason Barry Bonds didn't get in the steroids, which to me is ludicrous. I mean, wasn't Roger Clemens a most Cy, Young, most, most Cy Young, he won the most Cy Youngs ever, and he's not in. Nor is he ever going to get in at this point. Pete Rose isn't. Well, that's different. Well, I mean, is it though? He bet on himself. Who cares? Well, still, I, I, I think, he, I think everyone should be in it. I, I just, I thought, I thought Bob like the NBA. If you let Ben Wallace in, you should let me in. I've contributed just as much. Oh man, I didn't realize Ben Wallace was in. I missed that somewhere. Yeah, he got in for just being a defensive rebounding specialist. He got in for being decent for four years. Golly, How, did he get in first try? No, he got in. I think four years after, five years after his first try. Did Dennis no, Rodman get in? Ten first years try? after, maybe. Uh, I think Dennis, yeah. I think Dennis. Yeah, but Dennis Rodman, yeah, because Jordan. Yeah, Dennis had to have gotten in first try. But, I mean, I think Dennis, he had a pretty good impact on the game. Well, because people forget, it's the Basketball Hall of Fame. It's not just the NBA. Yeah. So, that's why, like, Vladi Divac and those guys got in. Like, Tracy McGrady got in, Yao Ming got in, because they're uh, they're international. Like, Yi Ji Leon, yeah. the Chinese guy who sucked in the NBA, he's probably going to get in. No, he's not going to get in. There's no way. I think he is because it's a, he's the greatest player in Chinese basketball history. It's yeah. the Basketball Hall of Fame. I don't know. And China is the biggest. China has overtaken the U.S. as basketball's number one country. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah. I mean, Dennis Rodman was a phenomenal. What was he a D three basketball player? Didn't he score like twenty five points a game? I think we need to start removing players, or we need to make like like PSA did modern and ultra modern. Like Bill Russell couldn't make a roster today's NBA. Um, You don't think like we need to? No, Bill. He he was a. Bill Russell, best case scenario would have been Ben Wallace. Yeah, I don't see anyone talking about Ben Wallace, even though we just did, right? Like, I think. Know if you can make a G League team, like look at guys like Scalabissier. I I think Bill Russell would still be in the NBA. Uh, to, I, I think, don't know, man. Yeah, but you got to realize he so he would have grown up in the modern NBA, a modern world with modern, uh, you know, like weights. He would have had the weights, the nutrition, and everything too. I don't know his stats off the top of my head, but I mean, Nerlens Noel is in his tenth year in the NBA. I think Bill Russell would definitely have a spot in the modern NBA. You think their games are? Any much different? Nerlens Noel is not six feet eight. Nerlens Noel is seven foot one. You think Bill Russell is only six eight? Is he only? I six thought eight? he was listed at six nine. I thought he was a seven footer. No, Bill Russell. I thought, him, I thought him and Wilt were seven footers. Wilt was legit seven feet tall. Oh, All I gotta say is, like, look at Bill Russell just, highlights. Like, see, it just I, blew my mind. I I hate nostalgia merchants. Right, nostalgia merchants are the word. Like John Stockton, really T.J. McConnell. Like, come on now. John Stockton's not dominating today's NBA. 
if Kevin Durant played in the 80s or 90s, they'd probably, like, arrest him at halftime for the things he'd be doing. Um, but, like, I do give credit. Like, I think Wilt Chamberlain would make it in today's era and Oscar Robertson. But if you, like, watch a Bill Russell game. I, I lost you there for a second. Sorry. Um, oh, sorry. No, no, you're good. You, so, you said you – just to recap, because I'm probably going to have to edit that 10 seconds out. You were saying you hate what? Nostalgia merchants? Yeah, like nostalgia merchants are the worst, right? Because just because – so like John Stockton, right? Do you think John right. Stockton would be anything like but a backup point guard today? John Stockton. So, like, so that's what makes it tough in the different eras. I, I hear what you're saying, right? But uh, I'd have to look at like – I mean, how athletic was John Stockton in all actuality? I know we saw what we saw, right? Um, but that's like Steve Nash was pretty successful. And do you think their games are that much different? If anything, yeah, I Steve think, Nash was way better. You think he was way better in what ways? I think he was a better scorer first off, but he also played in an era. Well, Steve Nash's era was pretty ass too. I'm talking like that all got serious in the last like <laughs> 10 years, right? So, when, like 2003. So, I'm, when you had when when Mark Madsen was in the NBA, I don't take that area seriously. When Mark Madsen's getting 15 minutes a game, no, I'm not taking that era seriously. I'm talking about the era where, you know, you got top level guys in the G League, right? That can't get jobs. When I look back at guys like Oscar Robertson and Wilt Chamberlain, I think they would do phenomenal in this era. I just don't like. I watch Bill Russell games on YouTube. You know, I have an open mind. I want to be fair. If you watch Bill Russell on YouTube, a full game, or even highlights, his right. highlights are like an Andre Drummond second quarter. I mean, they're not highlights. <laughs> let me all right, so hold on. Let me let me understand your 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 mind or wrap my mind around how you're thinking. So, Jordan, Kobe, LeBron are, are most people's top three. What order do you have them, and why? Kobe's not my top five. First off. Well, so I said most people, but so yeah. Well, see, he, he, okay, we're gonna get canceled, but we're gonna be honest. Kobe Bryant wasn't in anyone's top five until he died. Can we just get that elephant in the room out the way? Like his legacy elevated tenfold when he passed away. Like that's I, right. I think. I mean, I think it's tough because he. I mean, he won, right? But you could always make the argument he won with just as much. Okay, help we'll, as we'll get into Kobe. Died, right? LeBron, LeBron's my one. LeBron LeBron James has played the best talent in NBA history. If you put LeBron James against teams led by Gary Payton and Sean Kemp, do you know what he would do to those teams? Think about who LeBron James had to face in the finals. As a 22-year-old, Tim Duncan in his – bro, Namus is going to love me after this. Tim Duncan in his prime, Tony Parker in his prime, Monty Ginobili in his prime, Greg Popovich, probably the greatest coach of all time. Dallas we don't talk about. That was bad, okay? Yeah. Dirk Nowitzki still top player. But anyway, Spurs, Kawhi Leonard, first ballot Hall of Famer, Manu, Duncan, Ginobili, <laughs> Popovich. Yeah. Right, like, look at the Warriors, Dynasty, 72 and 10. Well, they lost yeah. that year to LeBron. Um, the Curry, yeah. Durant, Clay. Like, look at the – look who was Jordan was playing back then, and look who LeBron is playing now. Think, could the, could the uh, best see. Jordan played – Team, could the best team Jordan played beat the worst team LeBron has played? 
the worst team? Who do you think the worst? So I think it's tough because when the NBA does that top 100 or top 50, not that new list that came out, most of those guys in that top 50 or top 100 are from Jordan's era. Yeah, because all the people who are voting are grew up in that era. They're nostalgia merchants. They want to <laughs> ignore the fact that the guys Jordan played against. So, all right, so give me, give me, your, give me out of – so Jordan, LeBron, Kobe, you said you got LeBron number one. Who, who yeah, do you have Jordan number two? two. I respect Jordan. I think Jordan would dominate this era. I'm just saying oh, the people he played Jordan against would. sucked. Yeah. Did you ever um, watch Jordan live or no? I know you're younger, no. but – so, like, I so I. It's funny. I don't know how Brandon always comes up in every fucking episode, but um, he paid he, me. <laughs> that's pretty good that you say that though, and that's believable. Um, I so to me, Jordan's always going to be number one to me, right? Just because I've watched um, Jordan, LeBron, and Kobe. Kobe, like you said, is, he's not in my top three. Actually, that's why I said most people. I would actually put Shaq at number three. Um, but I, but also I think, top, I, I, th- wait, I think sorry. Jordan, so no, no, well, you're right. I think it's Jordan. Is your one. top all time though? I'm trying to figure out when you say top all time, do you mean career? Accolades, I think all, I, no, I think all like time. I, single all seasons, time, like at no, their all peak, time how good put, they were. I think all time I would put Shaq at number three behind. So it would be like one A and one B for me, Jordan. It'd be Jordan LeBron. And then I'd probably put Shaq right there. Um, just because of how dominant he was, I mean, they changed the game because of Shaq too, right? And uh, Shaq was just an animal. Like, uh, what, what do you? How do you think about Shaq? I know he he probably played the end of his career when you were watching basketball when you first started watching basketball, right? No, he played for a while. He didn't retire until twenty eleven. Right, but I didn't know how how into basketball you were because in twenty eleven oh, yeah. you were probably like how eleven, many right? Per game, yeah. Andre Iguodala scored in two thousand six. Yeah, I don't remember any of my schoolwork, but I can tell you obscure statistics <laughs> from 2005. But, you. um, no, like, yeah, Shaq, Shaq's highly uh, underrated just because it goes back to the whole big man thing. Yep. But I, like, see, it's weird for me because I, I think there's, like, certain players who could dominate in any area. Like, I think Shaq's one. But for top five, it's like, I want to put Durant as a top five skill player of all time. But my yep. problem is he's not a winner in – his, you know, he. Uh, so you share that same sentiment with me. You you have an emphasis on the winning, right? Is that part of yeah. it for you? Me too. Yeah, because then I put. Um, if winning didn't matter, then I put Kobe in my top five. But Kobe did win though, a lot. I mean, okay. See, th- this is my hold up with Kobe. When did Kobe win? When he had prime Shaq, one of your top yep. five players. What happened yep. after Shaq left? He didn't do that great, and then they got Pau Gasol in one. Ding, ding, ding. Kobe has oh, never yeah. won. No, I agree without with you. All, without, without, without a top five big man or two all-star big men. And Lamar Odom was sixth man of the year. Like, LeBron yep. James has taken Daniel Gibson to finals. Kobe Bryant can't <laughs> win a title with oh, Parker. Yeah. Or can't make no. the playoffs with Smush Parker. That's the I difference. Agree. Like, Kobe's great, but he needs – Andrew Bynum, I don't want to hear any Andrew Bynum slander. He was it starting in the All-Star game at 24 yep. years old. Pau Gasol was a top five power forward, maybe top five big men at the time probably. Yep. And he yep. had six man of the year, Lamar Odom, right? People hate, 
people love to hate on Lamar Odom because he's the whole Kardashian cokehead shit. Oh no, Lamar Odom he, is a phenomenal basketball player. He averaged like eight assists off the bench. He's a six ten point guard that did it all. Right. So my whole thing is you have to be able if you're gonna be top five all time, you have to win as I just yeah. I can't put you as a top five player if every time you have to do it all by yourself, you fail. I mean, he blew a three-one lead in the playoffs for Christ's sakes, one of the years in the first round. Like, could you imagine if LeBron James blew a three-one lead? Oh, it would be um, the biggest news story and so much hate. And I, that's I, why I, I don't, don't, think I don't have KD. Actually believe I don't have Kobe. KD in the. I don't think KD's even top fifty all time for me right now. What do you think about Curry? I think Curry is – he's another one that's kind of um, changed the game um, only because for years he took the worst shots. Like, the shots he takes, you don't want anyone learning how to play basketball to take those shots. Um, anyone that's learning how to team, play team basketball or organized basketball, you would never in a million years want him taking those shots. But yeah, he, he ruined a consistently. generation. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because um, you have guys like Emmanuel Quickly who don't know how to play basketball starting in the NBA. Have you seen that video? Yep. He has no, the fast and he yet. runs to the three-point line and pulls a three. Oh, my gosh. No, I haven't seen that. But it, And it's the same. Like, Harden is another one that takes horrendous shots. But I think Curry's a winner, at least. Um, Harden is – I said this today to somebody. I wouldn't want Russell Westbrook or James Harden on the Orlando Magic, even if that meant we had to stay in last place in the league. I'd be okay with that. And rather see, not. I, I'm not sure Curry's a winner. I think Draymond Green's a winner. Mm. I think Curry has zero Finals MVPs. So that's why yeah. I think Curry and Durant work so well, because right. they're both not winners. And when you combine that much star power, you're basically not rigging it, but you're destined to win, right? Like. You're seeing the Warriors without Draymond Green. He... Yeah, but every team had every like a lot of not every, but a lot of NBA championship teams always have that glue guy. You know what I mean? You could argue that uh, you could argue Pippen was either Jordan's Clay Thompson or Jordan's Draymond Green. You know what I mean? Um, they did win I mean, a championship like, without I mean, Scotty Pippen was the shit. Was... He was the shit. No, I loved Pippen as a kid. Um, I. I actually, when I was a kid, I was delusional. I actually felt like I had a better chance of being Scottie Pippen than Jordan, so that's what I worked at. <laughs> Did you play ball growing up or no? Yeah, I played AAU till I fucked up my knee. Same, same. I played, you know, I played, I played AAU at Chimedi Metu. Oh, um, really? the, Yeah, the guy who everyone hated pulling in 2018 for them. Mm. I played on the Kings now. When I was uh, a younger lad in Baltimore, I played um, against Carmelo Anthony. Um, remember uh, Rashad McKent for the Tar Heels? Yeah. We were on the Timberwolves. same. We we're on the same travel team uh, when I was a kid. Um, a good friend of mine, uh, Gil Goodrich, so he was the first white kid to play basketball at Howard University, and then he punched some kid in the nuts in the NCAA tournament. And I haven't heard from him since. But uh, those are those are like some of the guys I played with growing up. But uh, I played against um, Kenyon Martin Jr. at a, like a summer camp basketball. Camp. Where's he at? That is he at, is he in the G? Is he in the G League? No, he's on the Rockets. Well, is yeah, he on the, the G roster? League, basically. Okay. He's on the NBA's yeah. G League team. Yeah, I I found it. I mean, the Magic are shit, so I've I've just found it real hard to follow basketball when that happens. Like, I'm excited when the season starts, and then it kind of falls off. So I haven't. 
I've been watching too many of the young guys. Um, who do you like out of the, the young guys right now? Do you like um, Edwards or Morant? Um, like potential to be winners? I don't understand the John Morant hype. Um, the Grizzlies have a better record without John Morant than they do with him, which is funny. But, like, I think he's good, but, like, I don't get in sports cards where – the same thing with Derrick Rose, right? Like, you can have someone tell you Derrick Rose is the biggest what if, and then in the same sentence say Russell Westbrook sucks. Like, Russell right. Westbrook is literally just a better version of Derrick Rose. Because people – okay, Derrick Rose ran. People – the way history was written was people think Derrick Rose got hurt in the playoffs. He won MVP. That's not true. Derrick Rose right. got hurt the year after he won MVP when yep. he was averaging 20 points a game and shooting 40% and 28% from three. So I think Derrick Rose peaked too early. I know I'm going to get hate for that. He's not a what-if. He, he, he should have won MVP. LeBron should have, but that's besides the point. Um, but, I mean, same thing with John Morant. Like, is John Morant different than Russell Westbrook? Like, no, probably not. No. No. But I, I think, with, so, I think, I think one, one thing you could say, though, is, like, what if you swapped John Morant with Russell Westbrook? Do you think the Grizzlies are winning right now with Russell Westbrook like they are with Morant? I mean, no, I'm talking about, right like, now, young Russell Westbrook. I'm not talking about yeah. now. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, like, I was just thinking, like, what about now, though, if you put – would you make that trade? Young Russell Westbrook for young John Morant? Yeah. Of course I would. Who wouldn't do that? Think they win? Do you think the Grizzlies no, are team? No, I don't think they're winning with John Morant. When you, when are, you win, you they... make the playoffs? Or when yeah, the yeah, well, yeah, winning is making the playoffs nowadays. No. There's only a NBA handful of teams playing. They won't allow that. You know how much money they'd lose if Memphis won the championship? A lot. <laughs> exactly. That's what uh, you know. I thought it, I thought it was I thought it was funny. Um, I know you don't follow you don't follow the Magic, but Chumo Kiki I do. put on Auburn. So he put on his Instagram story that he thinks the NFL's rigged. <laughs> and I was like, that's an interesting take. Yeah, he, I think his, games are rigged. His, Some games are rigged. Well, he was talking specifically. Well, the NBA about the is Chiefs technically game. rigged. Tim Donahue or whatever his name is, he yeah, was literally true. rigging games. So. Yeah, I, so I know an NBA ref because he used to be a ref for my high school games. And I mean, I don't think that guy. That guy definitely is not rigging NBA games. Um, but yeah, Donahue did rig a lot of games, and they never really said that what game specifically, right? I'm sure you could find court documents. I think somewhere. he's coming out and saying it. I, he made a movie after himself. Oh, did he? He's now he he now gives betting picks. Oh shit! Really? Like he has like a Twitter uh, like a Twitter he's account. Like a bookie. Yeah. You pay you pay him to get his uh, picks for the day. Uh-huh. Uh That's interesting. I didn't know that. Who else? What other young guys do I? Like? What's young like? Twenty five and under. I'd say in like the last five years. What you think Zion's done? What's your take on Zion? Big Chungus. Um <laughs> uh, I like I'll say I like Brandon Ingram. I know Brandon hates Brandon Ingram, but I like Brandon Ingram. Uh, yeah. I I don't know, like even if Zion was good, it's Zion averaged twenty seven points and shot shot sixty percent from the field. Uh he had zero impact on the game whatsoever. He's basically just a stat patter, like the Blake Griffin comparisons are insulting because at least Blake Griffin was a winner. He kind of turned that franchise around, to be fair. I know Chris Paul was there, but 
it's not like asking for 35 wins is too much when you have Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, and Zion. That seems like you get at least 30 wins, but I guess not. Yeah. Steve Adams last year, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I like Jalen Brown a lot. I don't. I think Jason Tatum's horrible uh, for how he's rated or perceived. I think Jalen Brown needs to demand a trade. I think Trey yep. Young's overrated. I think the Knicks need to. Luca is definitely like Luca is going to be the best player in the next ten years. You think so? Yeah, he's like the best. Luca and Justin Herbert to me are like the only sure things in sports. Like even if they don't win, you know they're gonna like put up monster numbers. Justin Herbert's twenty three years old with ten thousand passing yards. Right. Luca Doncic, I think I think it's gonna hurt Luca because when people like talk about players, they look at like increasing to statistics. I think Luca Doncic was so good so fast because he was basically he didn't go to school. He was basically since 14 was a professional basketball player. Yep. He's been averaging 28, 9, and 9 since he was 21. Right. So, I don't think people are going to have the increase to like talk about him like Giannis. Like everyone talks about Giannis. Oh, you know, he, you know, in four years he went from 10 points to 28. You know, no one cares about he the guy so, who averaged Giannis was so raw. Giannis was so raw and was like that stereotypical uh, just athletic freak and that people were just banking on would develop. You know, it's like he's like Giannis could have easily have been one in a hundred of those NBA guys that get drafted on potential only and never pan out. But my thing, so how how long until we just can become another Russell Westbrook, a guy that puts up phenomenal stats but doesn't win anything? Well, I think he hasn't won anything because he's ran into one of the top 20 greatest players of all time. Probably the top, when you look at peak, peak skill players, probably Kawhi is probably a top five, 10 player. When you look at, I'm not saying of all time. When right, right. You're talking about yeah. yep. No, I'm saying like when you look at a player's peak, you're yep. not going to find a better defensive and offensive player than Kawhi probably for the most part, other than LeBron, Durant, Jordan, Kobe. Maybe Kobe. Kobe didn't have the defense. Is is Durant's defensive efficiency rating that high? Yeah, Durant was one of the best defensive players on the Warriors. He he was almost defensive player of the year one year. He averaged, I think, two blocks. He's a really good uh, rim protector. He's basically the net center this year. But is that that because Durant's 6'11"? Yeah, he's lengthy. Yeah, Yeah. so I think – I mean, when you get – I think – Lucas promised he needs to leave Dallas because Mark Cuban has no idea what he's doing. But for some reason, everyone thinks Mark Cuban is a great GM owner. That's so that's, that's that's been my argument on Luca. Is like I I like his game. I don't think I'm I don't invest in Luca only because it's like unless oh, something oh, unless something changes scenery wise or they get their head out of their ass in Dallas and start signing some players that can help them win. It's not. I mean, I don't know how many years you give him until you're like, yeah, he's Russell Westbrook. He puts up phenomenal stats, but they're not going to win a championship. Do I, has he shown flashes or potential that he could carry a team? Sure, but then you look at him running into all these other teams in the West, right? And like you said, it's just not going to happen. I like. And they're screwed because Jalen Brunson's a free agent, and he's their second best player. 
And they can't afford Luca on the max, Porzingis on the max, Tim Hardaway. Nope. And Jimmy yeah, no, Brunson on eighty million. So. And I'm a and I'm a huge Florida Gators fan, and I'm still puzzled as to how Dorian Finley Smith is still playing in the NBA and getting significant minutes for the Mavericks. He's actually not bad three and D player, but he shouldn't be starting. Um, but like you have guys like uh, Trey Burke still on the team, I think. Like mm-hmm. the Mavericks can't draft. Like Josh Green, what are we doing here, Jesus? Mm-hmm. But like you said, like buying Luca, I would never buy Luca, but I think he's definitely the best player. Um, as a young group, yeah. anyone who says anything crazy because he's a winner too. Like he'll make like Trey Young's not a winner. That was the biggest fluke ever last season. But I think all the prices are stupid. Buying Mahomes, all those people. By all those people, I mean the same like fifty people on Instagram who buy and sell the same cards to each other for a higher price. It's right. the same five cards on Instagram all the time. You said you don't um, yeah, like Mahomes. No, I said like buy wise, like uh, his prices. Like, I just don't think they make sense. Same like yeah. Burrow now is insane. Like, Mark Sanchez literally was one win from the Super Bowl his first two years. I mean, he beat Tom Brady in New England. He put the beat down on like everyone good his first two years. Yeah, I like Mark I just, Sanchez. He was a nice guy. I met him in real life uh, twice, I think, and he was a he was a nice guy. What did uh yeah. yeah I think the Burrow stuff is insane. Um, I I, I think matchups gonna... matter. Like, are you banking or not you? But like, are these people banking on the Bengals playing the Derrick Henry one-legged Titans when they should give it to Foreman? Besides the point, like, are they banking on Burrow playing Derek Carr and Ryan Tannehill every year? Is that like because there's going to be a year where he actually has to? Well, I guess next week he yeah. has to play a good team, right? I don't think they beat the. They're playing the Chiefs, right? Yeah, they're <laughs> playing the Chiefs. I don't. I don't see them beating the Chiefs in any way, shape, or form. And that's. I was talking to a guy at work today because he was like, "Oh, look what they just did!" And I was like, "They got lucky, is what they just did." The Raiders shot themselves in a bunch in the foot a bunch of times. Had plenty of opportunities to win that game, and then last week you can't let your quarterback just get pummeled. Uh, what was it? it was an all time record, right, for a playoff win for a team with the quarterback sack mm-hmm. nine times or ten times? Like, well, the problem with the Bengals, it wasn't like Joe Burrow doesn't make any adjustments at the line, right? Like they're running four verticals with five people blocking and six people rushing. Like, yeah, that's mathematically not going to work. See, that's another thing I hate: people who don't understand simple concepts. Like, the old line isn't bad; it's numbers. Six yep. minus five, you have one guy unblocked, right? Yep. And when you have everyone going deep, they have to get down the field. It's not like you, you know, what is it? Um, one, one thousand, two, one thousand. Like, yeah, it's it's going to be a huge test this week. Um, I don't know. I don't like there. There's people were telling me today, like, oh, how are they going to chase? And I'm like, how are they going to stop Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey, and? Hill, and that doesn't even include all the other weapons on the Chiefs, if you want to go that route. You see, he, I swear, like, if you get a 13-year-old kid who plays Madden, he's smarter than most football coaches. These teams <laughs> keep – they have the worst game plan. You're never – if you're going to try to win in the shootout with the Chiefs, you're not going to win. If you want to beat the Chiefs, you have to dominate the time of possession. Yep. 
and just chew the hell out of the clock. Obviously, the Bills have Devin Singletary, so they had to. They didn't have a choice. Right. But when you look at the Steelers' game plan, like, no. So the Bengals will win if Joe Mixon can have a a great game. But they're never going to win if Joe Burrow – like, I always joke, like, Joe Burrow's – no, he's going to go as far as Jamar Chase's five-yard slant route takes him. Right? Yep. No, I agree. Yakadoodle do. Basically, dink and dunk screen passes that go 70 yards. Yep, and then and then the worst part about that is if they choose to do that, the Chiefs are going to do it better. So, mm-hmm. but man, who's the other matchup again? I already forgot. It's only been like two days. Niners Rams. So who who are you favoring in that? One? I think the Rams, right? No, I like Jimmy G. You think Jimmy G is going to pull it out against that Rams defense? Jimmy G's a winner. You know, uh, is he though? He the, every season he started and finished the season, he's he's made the Super Bowl and he's here. He's two full seasons. It, I mean, sir, NFC Championship and Super Bowl, and they should have won that Super Bowl, but left up holds apparently. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't care who wins that game. So we'll we'll say for our buddy Bernie's sake that the Niners pull it out. I just don't trust Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I trust I mean, Cooper Cup though. Cooper Cup, I love Cooper Cup. I I just I trust Aaron Donald, so yeah. they're gonna have to stop him somehow. Which he what also didn't help to that do. Christian Worth was out. That didn't help at all for the Bucks. They two of their linemen that started all year were out. So I actually turned that game off and then got the alert on my phone and was like, "What in the hell is going on?" So um, yeah, that was so suspect. Like. Cam Akers fumbling. Right. What the fuck was – yeah, the Rams got lucky. Sense. Todd Bowles doesn't know what he's doing either. No. No. That's why – yeah, we'll see what happens. All out blitzes. Who does a safety blitz in that situation? Uh, Him and that guy from the Browns that one year, that one year and they get fired for it. So Yeah, he was the guy who was the Saints coach during Bounty Gate. Yep. I know you're talking about. And yeah. Idiots, it just it amazes me. But uh, but yeah, um, man. So we we talked for like over an hour. Is there anything else you want to hit on or touch on that maybe we didn't before we we cut it off for the night? I'm trying to think. Is there anything else? Oh, are you excited for Golden's TV show? No, I didn't even know they're having a TV show. Yeah, I'm not gonna watch it. I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm not either. I, Dude, I'm not interested in rich guys selling other rich guys their same stuff. Influencers love themselves. They love to hear their name. Yep. I don't even. What's that coming out on? Do you even know? <laughs> I think Netflix, maybe or something. Straight to video. Straight, with the Eddie Murphy movies. Straight to VHS. You got it. Cool man. Yeah, well, hey, I I actually I really enjoyed this. Uh, once you get set up in the new place, and you're ready to come back on, um, maybe we'll have Brandon has strong opinions. Um, maybe we can get you and him on, and we'll just do the live video um, podcast, or or whoever you want. I'll let you pick who you want to come on with you, and we'll we'll do it again. But it, this was yeah, good. I gotta get set up. I yeah, I moved in Monday, so. 
It's a I got you. It happens. But I, I appreciate you coming on, man. It was a good conversation. I, I actually really enjoy talking to you about the basketball stuff and hearing your perspective on things. Thanks for coming on. Mm-hmm. Is Russell Westbrook top five all-time point guard? Is Russell Westbrook what? Top five point guard all-time? No, absolutely not. Oh, you're killing me. Point guard? No. I mean, it depends. What do you want from your point guard? Number one, Magic. Two, Curry. Three, Chris Paul. Four, Westbrook. Five, I feel like I'm forgetting someone. Five. That, that's my top four. Five, you can put Isaiah Thomas or whoever your heart Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> no, no, not Austin know. Isaiah Thomas. But... I know who you're talking about. You're talking about Zeke. Yeah, the uh, Isaiah Thomas, the bad boy Detroit Piston, the uh, New York Knicks executive until he told that uh, lawyer to get on her knees or whatever and got swiftly fired. Um, Man, all right, so before we end, top five point guards. God, that's tough. Top five. Oh, never mind. Oscar Robertson's five. Yeah, I mean – I don't know. The point guard, the position has just changed so much from someone that facilitates, gets a bunch of assists to like kind of doing it all. I mean, the whole game evolves around the point guard now. Um, Who's your number one? Magic? Yeah, I, I like Magic. I like Chris Paul a lot. Did you have Chris Paul in yours? Yeah, Chris Paul was three. Three? Curry yeah, so I'd probably two. Yeah, I'd swap those two. I would do Curry at three. Um hmm. I don't ever think about point guards. Maybe big O at four and then I like John Stockton from a traditional uh standpoint. But yeah, I guess Restbook would be top five. Um it's just tough because I, I hate putting anybody in the top that doesn't win. That's like uh, in football. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't put Dan Marie. Yeah. That's true. Well, so where, where do you put Dan Marino then in your top quarterbacks list? Is he I don't have the top quarterbacks list. My top quarterbacks list is Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Yeah. Yeah, I've come around on that too. But, but yeah, man. Well, Zane, it was good. It was good talking to you. I appreciate you coming on, and I look forward to having you on again here in the near future. Awesome. All right. I'll see you. Yeah. Have a good night. Thanks for listening to the Break of Wax podcast. Please, if you enjoyed it, share it, um, send the link out, put it on your story. I welcome all feedback and comments. Send me a message. Let me know what you're thinking about, what you want to talk about. And if you want to be a guest on the show, I answer all my DMs. I think it's weird when people don't. That's another story for another day. Again, thank you for listening. I appreciate the support and all the love. Peace.